You're like Bruce Wayne, aren't you? <laughs> Mate, I'm far from Bruce Wayne. <laughs>Welcome to LinkedIn Heroes. I'm sat here with Nick Bell. We're going to talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Welcome, yeah, Nick. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Just for the few people, I guess, that don't know your background story, do you mind just giving a two-minute overview or one-minute overview? About the businesses or...? Um, about your background as an entrepreneur. First business at age 24. That was a skincare business. I had that business for four years. Wasn't successful. Didn't make any money. Ended up starting a digital marketing business from my bedroom. And I use that term loosely. It was basically me in my underwear, cold, calling <laughs> people from my bedroom, uh, selling them SEO services. Started that in 2008. Yeah. Uh, and now we've got over 10 agencies across the world. Yeah, awesome. And what I love about what you're doing, Nick, is, I mean, you started posting content in the last 12 months. I have, mate, I have. In the past five months, actually. Five months. Yeah. Is that all it's been? Yeah, it's only been five months. Wow. I know. Yeah. I'm a freshie to LinkedIn. Because I'm like scrolling through the news feed and I see a lot of content creators. Yeah. And I think, oh, this is somebody who actually knows what he's talking about. <laughs> threw a bomb in there, just started posting content nearly every single day. Yeah, I'm so glad you did. Entrepreneurs like myself, we do look up to guys like you, and now That's we right. can actually have a way to consume some of the content, some of the tips that you've been given are um, really valuable. As I said to you earlier, I wanna give content that actually gives real business value. Mm. It gives advice rather than saying, don't fear, fear it fears you, kind of stuff like fluff. I wanna give you, this is what we have in our sales board. This is what I do with my sales team. This is how I run my account management team. Like real advice that hopefully you guys can take on board. I would imagine, and I'm gonna be a bit selfish in this interview and yeah. ask what I'm genuinely curious about. Yep. I find that creates the best content. Along the way, there would have been a number of challenges, mm. I guess, that you've experienced. Cause- oh, Mate, where do I start? Web, web marketing experts, let's start there. You started the business in your boxer shorts in your bedroom, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And you're selling SEO. Yep. And then at some point you've actually had to figure out how to do SEO. Yep. Right? And then get to a stage where you sold the business for, was it 39, 40 million? Something 39 like that? million, yeah. To get the business ready to be able to be sold when you started from that, like what, what was what some of the biggest challenges you've had along the way? Well, I had that business for nine years and the biggest challenge I had with that business, I didn't have any mentors or have anyone I can ask advice. Right, okay. And if I did, I'd probably could have built that business much faster in a short amount of time. Um, in the early days, I made so many bloody mistakes. I was, I was a cowboy trying to build a business that had no idea how to build one. Like I had no idea about processes in the value of systems and how to manage people and how to uh, implement a process that's gonna do this to the business. Like it was an absolute disaster. So how did you learn all that stuff if you didn't have mentors? Uh, luckily I hired some very, very smart people mm -hmm. that balanced out my weaknesses and I have a, a lot of weaknesses. So they balanced out my weaknesses and we kind of just, through trial and error, just built systems and processes that obviously helped the company grow. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Like it's all about, mate, it's all about people. You need yeah. fucking good people uh, in your business to help you grow. It's, yeah. it's that simple. I was always quite good at selling, um, but I was, yeah, operationally I was terrible. I was just, I had no interest in systems and processes because I didn't see the value in it at the time. I just wanted to sell, 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 sell. Yeah. But then I hired some great people and I said, Nick, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. And then the yep. business grew organically and then it literally just took off. Because you, you're very good at sales and it comes naturally to you, it, it gives you the ability to be able to trial and error because if you, you can make, afford to make a few more mistakes than if you've got the cash, right? Yeah, true, but, you don't, but if you're not retaining clients, then you're not retaining, then you've got no money coming in. So yeah. yes, you can get a client on board, 
But if you don't retain them, yeah, of course, yeah. you're basically fucked. Mm. So the issues I had was, yes, we were winning clients, but then retaining clients in the early days was challenging. Mm. But once I found good people to handle the account management, then we started retaining clients extremely well. Right. So it's all about account management. Oh, what, every how important is the results versus accounts management? Well, every single person in my business yeah. had performance metrics. Mm-hmm. So we measured them on retention, on uh, calling a customer within an hour, responding to emails within an hour. And this is a guy with those systems and processes. Yeah, I, I, became, <laughs> I became fanatical about processes and systems. Right, okay. Now I go, it is so bloody important to scale a business yeah. that you need the right back end. Yeah. So every single person, including admin staff, had KPIs and performance metrics, even now. So we've got roughly a thousand people in the company now. Yeah. Every single person has some form of KPI. Yeah. And, and they love it because they know that this is what they're accountable to. And each year they actually set their own objectives, their own um, KPIs themselves. Yeah. So they go, okay, this is what I've set for myself. This is what I'm going to work towards every single year. And so how far into the business with WME did you start thinking that way? Uh, look, probably, probably year four or five okay. is when, so year four, we had some financial issues. We had a, a sales team that wasn't performing. My account management team was not bad, but it wasn't great. I had disconnected myself from the company. So I moved into a corner office, oh, thought okay. I was the bloody king. <laughs> and then one time my CFO came to me, she goes, Nick, we can't afford to pay salaries next week. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so uh, I basically moved out of the office, back onto the, the floor with the guys, put a headset on mm. and started calling customers and, and calling prospects and winning business. Mm. And in that year, I, um, I sacked my entire sales team, rebuilt the team, wow. um, rebuilt the account management team, implemented some processes. And that year we went from, I think, 3 million revenue to I think 11.7 million in wow. one year. that's huge. Yeah, back then it was unbelievable. So. After that, I said, okay, I need to systemize this company. So you sacked the sales team, wow, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, I did. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's a recruitment issue, there could be a recruitment issue, could be a management issue, could be a training issue. Look, it was, it was a management issue for me. Yeah. Um, it was a lack of training. It was, it was a number of factors and I just wasn't experienced at the time. Yeah. Um, and in the day, if there's a problem with a company, it's from the top down. It's yeah. the person driving the business, which was me. Yeah. Um, and I realized that, so that's when I stepped back in yeah. and basically helped resolve the issues with the team. Yeah. And so, and then we fast forward to like when the year that you had sold the business. Yeah. Tell me about that year leading up to the sale. Was it a nightmare trying to get everything in order to... Um, the business itself was running smoothly. The reason I sold the company, yeah. it was on autopilot. I had made myself redundant. So you, you'd already done that, okay. Yeah. So the, the management team running the company was kicking ass. Mm. Like I was coming to work and I really didn't have anything to do. Yeah. So I was like, time to tap out of this business and yeah. move on. Um, so when we sold the business, there was 12 months of due diligence. Yeah. So we had an ASX listed company go through our entire company, ordered all the books, meet the team, meet the staff. Mm. It was intense. But then when we sold, the company when we signed the contracts on a Sunday night at 11 p.m. Oh, man, I was pretty happy. Yeah, I was you, pretty happy. Yeah. Did you have a uh, glass of Dom Perignon that night? Actually, so we, we signed at 11 p.m. Yeah. and I was in bed by 11:30 p.m. <laughs> Exhausted. Yeah, my wife was. Um, she was eight months pregnant at the time, so oh. I was like, "I'm not going to party. We're just going to have a quiet night." But 
it was yeah, it was good to sign off. Yeah, cool. And I was at the um, startup grind interview that you did oh, a few yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. You talked a bit about your holiday <laughs> afterwards and stuff. Yeah, we got bored after a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because you, you seem to be working, working harder than ever, from what I can tell. Uh, so when I sold the business, I was going to take yeah. a year off. Yeah. I think, and I lasted, I think, two and a half weeks or three weeks. And I said to the missus, I need to go back to work. I'm bored. Yeah. So I came back and I, originally I was going to tap out of the agency game. I said, I'm done with agencies. I'm going to focus on something else. Revenge one. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I got sucked back into the agencies yeah. and then we ended up expanding internationally man. and then, man, it just blew up again. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm back into the agency game fairly heavily at the moment. Yeah. So Nick's sold his business for around 40 mil and then now he's on the BRW list for over 200, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a good run lately. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've... So you've gone from um, becoming a sales a salesperson to being a great manager to now becoming this like mergers and acquisitions sort of private equity sort of expert. Oh, definitely not a private equity expert. <laughs> Far from that. Look, I, I just think I've I've been quite good in recent years hiring people. Like I really hired some talent that's made me look good. Yeah. Um, and they've really built the company. Mm. Um, like I said to you earlier, it's man, it's all about the people. Um, and we've also expanded internationally quite well. So what we do, we train a person here for 12 months. So they work in a company for 12 months in Australia, mm -hmm. and then we send them overseas to run one of the international offices. So we just launched in um, Vietnam, we launched in Malaysia in January, and in Indonesia, like that's what we do. So we just launched in Panama recently. So what, how do you choose these markets? Look, to be honest, if there's Google, my business will work. Yes. So every country except China, my business will work. Mm -hmm. um, so we just basically choose a country we feel it's going to work for us and then we send people there. Um, but they have to want to go there. So one of my staff wanted to go live in Panama. He came to me and said, look, can I take your business model to Panama? I said, man, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So he pitched me his idea and then he went over there in August to launch the business. And the agency is normally web, SEO, AdWords? It's not really web development. Yeah. Um, it's mainly SEO, um, SEM, paid social, um, okay. app development, and that's basically it. Yeah. We don't do web development because there's very little margin and very little money in it. Yes. Uh, you mentioned to me the other day about, do you know anyone yeah, who does web design? Websites. If anyone knows anyone by And way. I said, <laughs> uh, I don't know anyone decent. Yeah. So it's a tough business, web development, especially when you do the small stuff. Yeah. If you're doing the big $500,000 deals, then there's margin, but the small stuff, it's very hard to make money, unless you've got your own uh, system, your own platform, yeah. then you can make money. One thing about it was that when I w was selling websites back in the day, it was that it made the clients a bit more sticky because you had their hosting and all that. That's true. Yeah. But also, if you build a website for $5,000 and this is the brief, sometimes clients want more than the brief and they don't want to pay for it. <laughs> so the $5,000 website uh, stays like that, but you end up giving $10,000 worth of value. So you end up losing money. Yeah. So it's a tough one. Yeah. Um, that's why I prefer doing retainer-based services. Yes. Where I get a monthly fee. This is what you get. This is the outcome you get. They're happy. I'm happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Works for us. Yeah. And so when you do paid social, do you do LinkedIn as well? <laughs> Good question. We we do mostly Facebook, Instagram, and a bit of LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn's a tough one for paid. Yeah. We find it doesn't give the best return yeah. compared to Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn is very good for organic reach, as you know. 
And that's yeah. why I started posting on there recently because yeah. it's the reach on LinkedIn is unfucking believable. Yeah, yeah. So, you're crushing it. I, I really like what you're doing. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. You're doing a great job. Um, tell, talk to us about Removify. Ah, Removify. That's the uh, the new little beast in the agency group. They call you the king of revenge porn. I don't know how I got you know that about name. this. <laughs> so what happened? I was I did an interview for the AFR and they mentioned. So what does Removify do? And I said we remove certain pieces of content. It could be defamatory reviews, yeah. could be websites. And I mentioned revenge porn once. And all of a sudden, on the, uh, I think it was the second page of the um, AFR, it says King of Revenge Porn. And I'm like, what the hell? So uh, yeah, I got that name and I was just from one little comment. So Removify launched in April this year. Yeah. Um, it basically removes most forms of content that's defamatory, that uses profanity, racially fueled, etc. These bunch of guys like jumped on your Facebook company page, didn't they? And said, try and remove this. Uh, <laughs> we had all these clowns jump on our review page saying, try and remove this. These guys weren't customers. Yeah. And then another one said, uh, these guys are fake. I'm like, mate, who are you? Yeah, You're yeah. not even a customer of ours. So, but end of the day, those people yeah. keep us in business. Because if they're doing it to us, they're doing it to other people. Absolutely. So yes, I dislike you, mm. but you're the ones that cause the problem. So you're why Removify exists. Yep. Do you get much anti-social behavior in your content on LinkedIn or not really? Uh, it's generally pretty positive. Yeah. Obviously not, a, not everyone agrees with your of course not, no. point of views yeah. and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yep. Um, but with my content, it's, I'm trying to give you value. Business advice. It's not. I'm not trying to be controversial on a topic. It's like this is what I've done in my business. Mm. Hopefully, it can help you. Yeah, and I think it's good if people have a different opinion because it creates a more meaningful conversation. Hundred yeah. percent. If you're controversial, people love that. Yeah. People love seeing uh, positive comments and negative comments. Yeah. People love seeing negativity. Unfortunately. Well, I mean, disagreeing with somebody and saying you know you're a dickhead is completely different things, aren't they? I, um, I had a comment, I did a video once where um, when I was a kid in high school, I used to sell my school lunches and lease out X-rated videotapes All right. to make money in school when I was like 15 or 16. And someone messaged me on LinkedIn saying, um, how dare you mention X-rated videotapes, your kids wouldn't appreciate it, rah, 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 rah. And I said, look, I'm not trying to offend anyone, I said, this is what I did in high school and I'm just telling the truth. So, and this person was really, very offended by it. I said, yeah. look, it was no intention to offend you, but this is my story. Yeah. That's all I'm sharing. Well, good on you for responding. Yeah, I'm happy to give um, feedback and my response. It's, it's in a day, one's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. Cool, I've got a question. I've asked like some of the- Show me your questions, what are they? What are your questions? You, you can read my writing, you can find out. I actually can, That's, <laughs> no, that, that is gibberish. <laughs> I got trouble reading it. So I caught up with Lisa this morning, who you know well. Yes. And is. I said, Lisa, I'm seeing Nick, you know him, <laughs> what should I ask him? What's this? And she was, so she asked me to say, first of all, like you, you seem very responsive. You responded like emails quickly to, for Lisa. And I said, oh, he does the same to me. Because she always annoys me. <laughs> no, no, I love Lisa. But how do you manage it all? Because you've got, how many businesses are you involved in? Like, must uh, about 15. It's a lot of businesses. It is a lot of businesses and I try to give each business a certain amount of time and it's difficult. Yeah. Some I give, there's a fly in front of us, some I give more attention than others. Yeah. Um, 
But the thing about emails, you got your phone, you got your, your laptop, you can actually always answer an email. Mm. So if I'm on public transport, I'm on my phone answering emails. I yep. use my downtime effectively. Yeah. So there's always time to answer people. Yeah. So I, I try and minimize meetings. Like I don't waste time in lots of meetings. Yeah. I might have one short meeting a day, yeah. if that. Um, I say to guys in our companies, don't do long meetings. If you do a meeting, go in with an agenda yep. and then everyone comes out with an outcome. Yep. And then by the next meeting, you have to complete that outcome. Yep. So you gotta be efficient with your time. So have you, have you found mentors along the way since when you started? Uh, I do, and I have lots of mentors okay. now. So I actually have a WhatsApp group okay. uh, with about 10 to 15 guys who all have st- substantial businesses mm-hmm. worth over $100 million. And if I've got a question, um, I just put it onto the group. I said, guys, I need some advice around this. What, what would you do? Okay. Yeah. So how did you create that? I mean, just guys I met over the years. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, 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 just guys I met. Mate, it's genius. Yeah. So instead but of how having- how do you even beat guys like that? I mean, you oh, it was just, <laughs> just out and about. You yeah. meet them over the time. Yeah, okay. Um, like I said, I've been in business so you've never done for... any personal development or anything like that? Or? No, never. Wow. I'm not, I'm not against it. Yeah, I just, yeah. I've never done it. Do you read a bunch of books? Or? I listen to a lot of audio books. Okay, cool. I'm listening to the science of selling right now. Interesting. The psychology yeah. and selling, it's very interesting. Um, I've come across that book recently. Yeah, listen to it. it, was like, it. You posted about it. I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where. Hey, it's a cracker. See, I do my research. Um, <laughs> but if you want mentors, get a good group of people yeah. and just build a little WhatsApp group. Mate, pop some questions on there when you need some advice. Yeah. If I'm stuck, I go, guys, I need some help with this. What are your thoughts? Yeah. And they all give me their advice and what they would do. So it's like a peer group, you know. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So instead of having one mentor, have ten, have twenty. Yeah. And it's your choice in terms of which advice you take on board. Yes. Yeah. And do you have? Do you mentor anyone? Uh, not really. I'm just curious. So over the years, have you done? done oh, like people shoot me a message on LinkedIn yeah. and they want some advice. I respond. Yes. But I don't have one person I mentor weekly or monthly. Yeah. Um, people just give me a call or shoot me a message and I answer it. That's awesome. Yeah, and if someone's young and they need some help, yeah. I'm happy to jump in. Because yeah. when I was young, man, I was, if I had that advice, yeah. I think I would have built businesses much faster than rather than learning and making a shitload of mistakes, which I made. Yeah, well, some of us have to learn that way, don't we? <laughs> yeah, true. Like, I'm sure you made mistakes yeah. and we still make mistakes now. Absolutely, yeah, all the time. Um, I actually find that these interviews are like my form of getting mentorship now. True. Actually, you've met some pretty cool people in here. Yeah, I learned so much from it, which I didn't anticipate. I just thought, oh, we'd create great, great content, add a lot of value. Mm. But I've learned so much from it as well, which is awesome because I just, I've got these questions. I don't know if I've asked any of them yet. (laughs) No, no, no. I can't read them. I just can see some scribble. Um, So you're building your um, brand on LinkedIn Mm. um, as a thought leader. How do you plan your content? Yeah, your content. Yeah. That's very, that's a very good question. It's very sporadic. Oh, it is, I'll okay. be honest with you. Yeah. So Lisa said to me, she goes, everything you do in life now is potentially content worthy. So last night, I think yesterday, we were talking about um, utilizing networks correctly. So I've got this extensive network that I don't utilize for business. I, I can leverage it better. So I did a video, uh, I think yesterday afternoon, I haven't posted it yet, about Let's leverage our networks together. So I'm going to start using my networks. If you want to be introduced to someone in my network, message me 
and I'll refer you in if I believe in your product or service. Mm-hmm. So I think just leveraging networks or if you're walking down the street and you see an opportunity, could be, I don't know, uh, uh, building for sale and what can I do? If, can I buy this building then lease it out or something? Yeah. There's an opportunity here. Yeah. Like everything you do every single day yeah. is content. Yeah. So it is very sporadic, yeah. but what I try and do is each week map it out. Yeah. It's a bit of a content plan. Okay, so you're planning a little bit. Yeah, no, we do yeah. a content plan yeah. Yeah. once a week, yeah. and then every day we have content plan, but it, sometimes it does change yeah. if I feel that this content's better than this one. Yeah. But I, you, you need to map it out because you need some consistency in what you post. Exactly, yeah. So you can't just post crap, and I try not to share other people's content. Okay. This is what I've been told. Yeah, Because okay. you need to be... Apparently, you need to be known as a thought leader. Right. So if you start sharing other people's content, you're losing that trust. This is what Lisa told me. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know sure if you agree with that, but this is what she's. This is the advice that she's been giving yeah. me. Um, I, I, I think that what companies have got to be mindful of is just making it all about this curated stuff that they get from everywhere else and they don't actually talk about themselves and their own brand. Mm. I think that's a big mistake you're not building any personal brand, they're not building any brand equity. Yeah. But that's when you outsource your social media marketing, that's normally what happens is this company is curated. Um, so what I used to do is share everyone else's content. So I never used to post any of my own. I see. And if I saw a great post, I'd share it. Yeah. And it, it didn't work. It I doesn't got, get much reach anyway. I got zero engagement. Yeah. So then I started posting my own content and then the engagement blew up. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to share this interview. because Yeah, I will. <laughs> Mate, I'll definitely share this. What, what are some of the... What's the one or two biggest mistakes that you see entrepreneurs, let's focus on the agency space, are making when they're trying to grow their businesses? Like, I mean, around the $1 million turnover mark to sort of $10 million. I think, that, I think the biggest mistake entrepreneurs in general make, yeah. they don't make decisions. They overthink situations right. and they analyze situations, but actually don't make a decision. The way I see it is the best way to learn, do it. If you fuck up, you fuck up. Fix it quickly. Mm. Whereas some entrepreneurs analyze and debate and then instead of making a decision that week, it takes them a month to make a decision. So you just lost three weeks. Yeah. Make a decision quickly. If it's the wrong decision, fix it. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, maybe personality trait. Yeah. They're, they're very analytical, okay. which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I'm probably, I'm definitely on the other spectrum yeah. in terms of I don't overthink situations, which is potentially my downfall sometimes. Okay. I just go straight in and then if it's a wrong decision, I just go, man, I've stuffed up, but then I try and quickly fix it. Yeah. There's always an angle to fix a situation. Yeah. If you're trying to get from A to B, sometimes you might go from, from A, C, and then B. Yep. There's always an angle. Do you think that what, because um, I, I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about this, who you met, um, and I have noticed it a lot as well, that um, a lot of business leaders yep. value other people's opinions more, like quite too much, and so it slows them down than being able to make decisions because they're too worried about how it's going to look or their ego and stuff like that. Do you think that's a fair comment? Uh, I'm not a fan of ego in business mm. because I think with ego you make dumb decisions. Yep. I actually did a video about this. Um, yesterday. Okay. Yeah, no shit. Um, I think ego, it just, it's, you make bad decisions and it does impact the business. Mm-hmm. End of the day, I, I like to go with one thing, my gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always right, but I go, if it feels right, it generally is right. Yeah. Um, if my gut's saying something's off with this person or that's just not quite right, yeah. it's generally 
it's probably right 90% of the time. Yeah. So go with your gut instinct, make a decision. If it's wrong, what do you do? You fix it. Yes. So yeah, I don't really care what other people think. I just never really have. Yeah. Um, and I try in the, in the early days of business, I did have ego. Like I was like, oh, fuck, I'm right. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Mate, now I'm like, whatever's best for the business, yeah. I'm going to do. And when you, when you acquire businesses, how, much, how important is it that the founder sort of shares that mindset? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, it's very hard to get a founder on the same page as you because obviously you've got a difference of opinions. So what we try and do is when we acquire a business, yes, keep the founder on board. Um, but they have a min- minority shareholding. So they can't influence decision-making of the company. Yeah. So it's basically our processes, our systems, yeah. our direction, and then they implement it for us. Yeah, but do you select the businesses, like how much of the decisions based on who's leading the thing? Uh, it is, but they've got to be willing to accept change yes. and take advice on board. Yeah, of course, yeah. If they're stubborn, yeah. it's not gonna work. So we will meet them first, have dinner with them, get to know them properly. Yeah. If we're on the same page, yeah. then we invest. And the strategy is normal. Is it normally to then um, to t- like ten x a business or to mo- like introduce new services? What's normally the strategy with those ones? We never go into business to exit. It's yeah. always how big can we grow this company? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a formula. So we only do retainer-based services yeah. like SEO, performance media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this is our business model, mm-hmm. and then we scale that business model. Yeah. I don't like doing things I don't know because it's going to turn out crap. Mm. So we stick to our formula. The founder has to be on the same page and then we roll that formula out. So we introduce, like I said, our processes, our systems, and then we scale the business that way. And what's your end game? I heard Lisa said something about an animal sanctuary or something. <laughs> did she mention that, did she? <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't talk about you like, for ages. Uh, was, I'll just pick it up everything we did. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in the process of... Uh, building a health retreat in Queensland. Oh, you're doing it, okay, yeah. awesome. Well so doing that at the moment, and then part of the project is an animal sanctuary. Cool. So, for example, uh, most farmers will send aged out animals to the abattoir. So when they're aged out and they're no longer of use, they're gonna send them to the abattoir. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say, look, instead of sending your cow or your horse to the abattoir, send it to me, and then I'll look after them until they pass away. Wow, So incredible. That's a passion project. I wish she told you that. So, um, yeah. Well, she said you don't mention bring it up much, so I should bring it up. Yeah, because it's just like a little passion project. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a yeah. nice little side thing. Yeah, cool. Um, so LinkedIn have been kind enough to, well, the members on LinkedIn have been kind enough to post some questions. Oh, great. Here we go. So we've got, we've got your little picture oh, there. There we go. We're and I've asked people to submit some questions. So what we'll do is we'll pick a couple. All right, let's do it. Okay, let's... Oh, this, well, let's just pick the top one. So this is from Marcin. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce your last name, Marcin, but I'll tag you in it. Um, my question is, everyone faces adversity and challenges along their entrepreneurial journey. How do you stay focused and driven when shit hits the fan, ensuring that you are aligned to the big overarching goal from Canberra, Marcin from Canberra? Good question. Um, it also comes back to ego. I tend not to let my emotions get the better of me. If there's a situation that's gone south and it's gone to shit, I just go, look, okay, this is a situation. How do we resolve it? Mm. What's the end game here? I don't like kick up and scream and throw things around. I'm like, okay, let's put a plan in place to resolve it. Yes. Whereas I find too many people get emotional mm. and they let the emotions get the better of them and they're huffing and puffing and they're screaming. Yeah. 
and they're intense. Uh, because I've seen everything now, I've seen so much in business yeah. that nothing really phases me anymore. Yeah. And that's not ego or arrogance. It's just, man, I've seen some shit. Yeah. And in the early days, I used to get carried away and upset. Now it's like, man, it doesn't help the situation. Mm. How do we resolve it? And then we just work through the challenges. There's always a solution. Mm. Always. Yeah. And I find too many entrepreneurs don't see it. They just kind of go, ah, fuck it, it's too hard. Yeah. Yes, it's going to get hard, but man, just work through it. Yeah, that's a good answer. All right, we'll do one more. What, Play it what, on me, let's do this. What works best for lead generation and optimization online and especially LinkedIn? Dorothy, Dorothy. So her surname is Dorothy as well as her first name. That's okay. interesting. <laughs> um, well, man, I practice what I preach. So for all our businesses, we run SEO. We run paid social, we run SEM, yeah. and we do email marketing is for it lead generation. Is it still as effective as it used to be? Mate, or? kills it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So once we've got the actual lead, then we do email marketing every single week. So we keep the prospects warm. Yeah. Um, mate, that stuff still kills it. And then obviously LinkedIn. I get so much business through LinkedIn. So right. people reaching out saying, look, seen your post, um, love what you're doing. Mm. Can we talk? Yep. So yeah, LinkedIn has been an absolute game changer in the past five months. Wow. That's why I'm preaching LinkedIn. I'm like, guys, get on LinkedIn. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm all for it. Yeah. If, I, if I didn't believe in it, I wouldn't post every single day. No, that's right, yeah. Because if posting every day is a commitment, it takes time. Yeah. I don't post weekends, but I post Monday to Friday. Yeah, cool. Apparently engagement on Sundays is not as good as weekdays. That's true. So yeah, you should know. But less people posting though, so you know, it could that's go both true. ways. Yeah, that's true. Um, we'll do one more and then I've got a really kicker for you, kicker oh, okay. question for Get you. On. <laughs> We're saving this one for the end. Let's have a look. All right, so we've got Brian Yak. Australian funding platform work for anything in the States. Do you understand that? No. No. Okay. <laughs> What's the question mean? Is it, what, what, does it want me to recommend a funding platform? Work for anything in the States. I'm not quite sure I understand either. Have you ever been shark diving with Rodney Fox at Dangerous Reef? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's a random question. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. What else we got? One more here. How do you deal with problems and plateaus from Shoshana? Uh, it's kind of similar to the first question. Yeah. Plateaus, if I actually become flat at work, mm. I take a holiday. Okay. Uh, it's pretty simple. If I'm feeling flat, I'm just not motivated, I take a week off. Where do you like to go normally? Uh, anywhere tropical. Yeah, you like this warm weather? Yeah, I need the heat. I need yeah. the beach. Yeah, you'd love Perth, mate. <laughs> mate, I was, in, I was in Perth five years ago and I loved it. It's like a big country town. Yeah, it's cool. And, but it's beautiful. Beautiful um, But anywhere, anywhere tropical, I go up to Noosa quite often. Yeah. And then I come back and I'm, I'm ready to go again. I bet. So I just need a break. Yeah. So you think you'll keep working forever? <laughs> mate, if you stop working, you die. Yeah. Well, so I, I'm never... If you love what you do, why wouldn't Touch you? wood. I'll never retire, but yeah. never say never. Yeah. Um, man, I love what I do. Yeah. So I, it's not about the money, it's about building something. I enjoy the process of building something yeah. and watching something go from nothing to then something like, man, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah, I understand. If you could be a superhero, who would you be and why? Uh, oof, this is a great <laughs> question. Um, any superhero out there? Yes. Uh, definitely Batman because he's smart. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man, he took down Superman. Did he? Yeah, oh. Batman because he's smart, he's got it going on, 
And yeah, he's cool. Yeah, you're like a bit like Bruce Wayne, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm far from Bruce Wayne, but yeah, definitely Batman. He's he's smart. Nick, thanks very much for your time, mate. mate. Pleasure. Always a pleasure catching up. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Cheers. See you next week, guys.